Welcome to That Smart Hustle, a podcast dedicated to the importance of creating your truth, realizing your own self-worth, loving who you are and the journey you're on, all while planning for the future, but still being present in the now. I'm your host, Kristen Martin. You may know me from my YouTube channel, where I post writing advice videos and day-in-the-life vlogs, or perhaps you've delved into my fictitious worlds by reading one of my young adult books, or maybe we're meeting for the first time. If the latter is the case, then hello and welcome. There's plenty of space here for everyone from all walks of life, whether you're lost and can't seem to find your way, or you think you're on the right path, or you're just starting out and have no idea where to begin. It's all about empowering yourself to be the kind of person you want to be and to pursue the lifestyle you want to live. So let's dive in. Hi guys, welcome back to That Smart Hustle podcast and welcome to episode 39. So if I'm not mistaken, it has been about a month since I have come onto this podcast or even recorded a podcast. (laughs) And there is a reason for that and it's exactly what I want to talk about today. So I know recently, two episodes ago, I believe in episode 37, I talked specifically about overwhelm and how to deal with overwhelm. And so I feel like this podcast is coming at the right time because most recently I experienced the worst mental and emotional burnout that I have ever experienced. Funny enough, the physical portion of that burnout was not there, but the mental and emotional piece definitely was. And I really think this is due to a number of things. There were quite a few different factors that played into my mental and emotional burnout that kind of ended up being, you know, this perfect storm, if you will. So really when I think about the past five months, it's hard to believe that we are already halfway through 2018. And the other night I was journaling through my different accomplishments for each of the months. And I realized that I've done more in the past five months than I normally do in a whole entire year. So just to recap kind of what's happened this year, in January, in the middle of the month, I launched my self-study coaching program for writers called Valiance. Also in January, I announced that I would be going on book tour in May, so I started planning for that. Over the past four to five months, I had also been finalizing my personal development book, Be Your Own Hashtag Goals, which did release on May 1st. For most of February and March, I was prepping and planning for the AuthorTube retreat, which happened the first weekend in April, and I hosted it at my house, so I had a bunch of lovely ladies from the AuthorTube community come to my house for a full weekend of collaborating and chatting and all that good stuff. And as if that wasn't enough, I also had travel plans or I had visitors every single month. So in January, I had a visitor come see me, which was Kayla. If you watch my YouTube channel, then you know who Kayla is. In February, I went to a bachelorette party. In March, I went to a bridal shower. In April, I had the author tube retreat and also a wedding that I attended. And then in May, you know, it's my 30th birthday this month and I am getting ready to leave on book tour for two weeks. In addition, working a full-time job and having a lot of changes in the corporate structure and all that has also been really hectic. So it is just safe to say that mental and emotional burnout was definitely something that I was almost expecting. I think I was just trying to put off how I was actually feeling kind of onto the back burner and not really fully pay attention to it because in my mind, all I thought was that I had to push through. I had to make it through to the next month because I had so much going on. 
So I believe my last podcast episode went up on around April 20th, April 22nd, and we are now almost to May 20th. So really, I started to experience my emotional and mental burnout around mid-April. I remember waking up in the morning and just feeling so incredibly tired in my head. It was weird because physically, like my body was ready to get up and get moving and get out of bed, but mentally and emotionally, I was so drained. I was so exhausted. I didn't feel joyful. I felt as though I were almost kind of a zombie, a zombie just sort of walking around the house, going through the motions, doing the things I knew I needed to do, but not really being present and not really truly appreciating and feeling grateful. And so there was a sense of that unhappiness and the joylessness. And I Oh gosh, thinking back to it now and reflecting on it, I never ever want to feel that way again because it was it was awful. It was almost as if I were about to start spiraling into some deep depressionary state, kind of like digging myself a hole that I wouldn't be able to get back out of. It was a really really difficult time and it definitely took 2 to 3 weeks for me to even start pulling myself out of it. There was a full week where I didn't want to get out of bed. I just wanted to sleep all day. And I mean, I didn't even want to read or write books. I literally just wanted to stare at the wall because I didn't want to have any sort of stigma for my brain. I just wanted my brain to rest and not have to process anything. That's how bad it was. And I mean, you know, if I don't even feel like reading or writing, then there's really something wrong because those are two things I love to do. They're two things that relax me. So the fact that I couldn't even process words and read a book really tells you something. So after doing a lot of reflecting and journaling, especially over this past month, I've started to realize some of the triggers and some of the things that were causing me to feel the overwhelm that eventually led to my burnout, what signs I was ignoring, and things that I could have done better or improved upon in order to avoid this severe mental and emotional burnout. So that's what I want to talk about today because I have five steps that I believe can help you to prevent such a severe burnout. You may you may be in a state right now where you're starting to experience a lot of overwhelm, a lot of anxiety, a lot of, you know, that tightness in your chest. And if you're starting to feel those emotions like there's too much for you to do and not enough time to do it, then it's very likely you are on the brink or on the precipice of burnout. And so I want to come on here to try to to try to help and to try to offer some solutions, some steps you can take right now, even though you feel like you're going to feel like you can't take them right now because you don't, you don't have the time and there's so much to do. But I promise you, if you take these steps right now and start implementing them, it will help you take a step back from the ledge of burnout and you'll kind of shift back into just the overwhelm and anxiety state and hopefully shift away from that into a state that's more joyful, more relaxed, and more calm. Okay, so my first step in preventing burnout is to identify your breaking point. So I believe everyone sort of has a breaking point or they start to feel a bunch of different feelings and emotions when they are approaching burnout. So to give you an example for me specifically, <laughs> when I was starting to feel overwhelmed and anxious and all of that, I also noticed a shift in my daily moods. It wasn't just, you know, 
a simple mood shift. It was a mood that lasted the whole entire day. And I'm talking about being incredibly irritable, cranky, not wanting to get out of bed, just wanting to sleep. And again, feeling just that joylessness, not having that passion and that fire to get out of bed in the morning and to go do anything. And that was literally the order that it happened. So first I was starting to feel very, very irritable. The smallest things were annoying me. I would snap at people, snap at situations. I was throwing stuff at the wall. Just, I was frustrated and very, very irritated. And I should have known and taken that as a sign from my body to say, whoa, tap the brakes, slow down. Why are you so irritated? What is frustrating you so much? That was my body's way of telling me that I had been go, go, go. I was doing way too much and that I needed to take a step back and honestly just give myself a break. That was what I really needed was I needed a break, but I just kept looking at my to-do list. I kept looking at my priorities and all of the things that I needed to accomplish, feeling that stress, that anxiety, that overwhelm, and continued pushing through pushed through the irritability somehow, but it didn't make what I was doing any more enjoyable. So because I ignored that irritability, I eventually moved into a sort of numbness where all I wanted to do was just stay in bed and stare at the wall. I didn't want to have to do anything where my mind or my emotions would have to process anything at all. I just wanted to basically do nothing. So to go from feeling something so strongly like irritation and then going into numbness or indifference and not feeling anything, that is a very dangerous, dangerous step. And I definitely jumped over from one platform to the other, from irritability to indifference and numbness, which eventually led me down a path of joylessness. And I would honestly feel so inclined to say, depression. It was the edges of depression because I was feeling as if suddenly nothing mattered. And that is a very scary feeling for anyone. And especially for someone like me who just tries to make the most out of every single day and to live her best life. So that's my first step is to identify your breaking point. What feelings begin to surface when you are dealing with overwhelm and anxiety and you're starting to kind of head down the tracks into burnout. So the second step then would be to act on your breaking point. So when you're starting to reach your breaking point and you're having all of these emotions and these feelings, that's your brain signaling to you that you're in overload mode, that you've just you just continue to go, 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 and you need to stop. You need to tap the brakes. You need to get off the train and you just need to take a break. So the key is to be able to recognize this and to act on it before you actually hit that true breaking point, which I believe once you get to that breaking point on the other side of that is your burnout phase. So that's what we're trying to avoid. And I honestly believe the best way to act on your breaking point is to, again, take a step back and realize that you need to take a break, whether that is going on a staycation, maybe drive a couple of hours to another city and book a hotel or a spa day or something like that, where you can just get out of your usual surroundings. Or maybe it's a night out with your husband, your significant other, your girlfriends. Maybe it's shopping or treating yourself to something that you've been eyeing for a long time. Maybe it's simply just unplugging and reading the day away. It wasn't too long ago, actually in April that I built a fort in my living room because I was just trying to get back to that childlike wonder and trying to find something that would bring me joy and make me happy again. And that fort stayed up in my living room for about a week. And I would just crawl in there and watch movies and read books because I knew for me that 
that was my way of unplugging and kind of getting away from the world, getting away from work and business and all of my responsibilities and just kind of tuning out for, for a little bit. So my third step in preventing burnout is to know when to ask for help. This is something I am still so awful at. But as a creative entrepreneur, especially as you're growing your business, at some point things are going to become a little bit too much to handle, whether it's emails or marketing, promotion, finances, the business side of things. And that's when you need to know to ask for help, whether it's hiring a virtual assistant, maybe starting to hire a team of people to help you out. Or if you find that you're spending a lot of time on non-essential tasks, meaning it's not stuff that you necessarily have to do, like housekeeping, for example. I spend so much time cleaning my house because I've got two dogs running around and they've got a lot of fur. They shed, they like to go outside and dig in the dirt and then they track the dirt inside. So I've noticed that I've spent a lot of time cleaning on a daily basis because I know that I work best when my surroundings are clean and things are organized. But, you know, maybe it's time for me to hire a maid service or housekeeper to come in like every other day or twice a week or once a week to really just clean the house and make sure it's organized because it is a non-essential task. And when I say non-essential, I don't mean it's not important. I mean that it's not something that you yourself have to do, that you can hire someone else or hire help to help you out in that area so that you can get back to doing the things that light you up or the things that will help you relax and find the joy again in your days. My fourth step to preventing burnout is to schedule free time into your days. So over the past few months, I literally got to a point where my planner and my agenda for every single day was so incredibly full that there were times where I hadn't even scheduled lunch in. I hadn't scheduled even times to go take a shower in and get ready. I mean, it was bad. It was packed to the brim with activities, phone calls, meetings, conference calls. Oh my gosh, there was just so much in my schedule. And so I realized that in order for me to avoid mental and emotional burnout, I have to actually schedule time in my day as if it were a meeting, as if it's something that is, you know, something I have to go to and I have to do. It's a priority. I have to schedule that free time into my day. And that will ensure that I am carving out chunks of time to actually go do things that relax me, things that I enjoy, whether it's a workout or just taking two hours to unplug and go read, whatever it may be, just schedule free time into your day. And my fifth and final step to preventing burnout is to fully unplug. And I know that this can sound terrifying, to think about just unplugging from your business and from your life for even just a day or a few days or a week or a month, especially if you've experienced a severe, severe burnout. But we have to realize that the work and the emails and the notifications, it's all going to be there when we come back. It's not going anywhere. You don't have to get to everything today. You don't have to get to everything this week. And if there are things that are starting to pile up, things that you don't want to do, things that don't light you up, learn how to say no. Start saying no to things. Really only do the things that are aligned with your truth and your purpose and your mission. Sometimes I think we forget as we're scrolling through our phones and our social media feeds that everything we're looking at and absorbing is all information that is being contained in our minds. And so it is so easy nowadays to get into information overload where there's just so much stuff up there that you don't have any room for relaxation or calmness or even being able to meditate because you filled your brain up with so much useless, pointless junk. 
and haven't taken the time to clear it out and to fully unplug that you can't stuff, you can't stuff anything else into your mind. So this is where fully unplugging comes into play. Like I said, I promise everything will be here when you come back to it. While technology and the internet are amazing things, it also means that everything around us is moving at light speed. It's moving at a million miles an hour. And I think we as human beings, you know, we're not computers, we're not machines. We forget that we need to slow down. We need to recharge the batteries. We need to recoup. And the best way to do that is to truly unplug, fully unplug from everything and get back to your roots, get back to basics, get back to who you are, rediscover the things that light you up and make you happy, that relax you and that allow you to be in the present moment. The world will continue to spin on its axis. People will continue to go about their days as they normally would. And in five years time, I can almost guarantee you that the things you're stressing about today will be merely a distant memory from the past. So that is it. That's all that I have for you guys for this podcast episode today. I really hope that you enjoyed it and I hope that you're able to take these steps and implement them before you actually hit burnout. It's something I wish I would have done earlier, but in trying to see the good in my own burnout, it means I was able to reflect on it and to create this podcast episode for you guys to come up with these steps and to recognize my own breaking point so that way I can prevent burnout in the future. If you like the content of today's podcast, it would really help me out if you would leave a rating and a review on iTunes. Also, if you haven't already, don't forget to check out my new personal development book, Be Your Own Hashtag Goals. It is available for purchase on Amazon, as well as in paperback on Barnes & Noble, The Book Depository, and Books A Million. And other than that, I will chat with you guys in my next episode. Cheers. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, please subscribe to make sure you don't miss anything. For more beyond this podcast, including information on my YouTube channel and webinars, visit me at thatsmarthustle.com. And for daily inspiration and writing advice, come hang out with me on Instagram at author Kristen Martin. I'll talk with you all again very soon. Cheers.